0: Welcome everybody to episode 88 of the two on three podcast, where it takes an hour for two of your friends to take on three topics in 30 minutes. You should follow us at two on three pod on Twitter, and you can send us email at at two on three pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. I'm Chris, and I'm just happy to be here after nearly being struck by lightning over the weekend, and you can find me at CD Senor. and with me is Ty, and I think uh, we were together at the UW game, and you probably wish you were struck by lightning after that uh, bit of a debacle. <laughs> and, where can, and where can we find you on Twitter?
1: <laughs> well, you can find me complaining secretly in my group DMs about the Huskies on Twitter at S-E-H-E-J-K. <laughs> At least the tailgate was really good.
0: The tailgate was was tremendous. I was glad to have stumbled into that, and uh, and um, yeah, we my my daughter was supposed to play band. Her marching band was invited to Utah Band Day, and uh, there, so uh, when a ticket came available, I said, "Sure, I'll come down." That way, I could watch my daughter play in the band. But that's awesome. Yeah, except for the fact that was a monster lightning storm. <laughs> which was
1: totally in the forecast. And I get why you can't move a college football game, but move the college football game.
0: Yeah. It's, you know, exactly. It's, you could have just, whatever. Kicked
1: off at four o'clock and we would have got the whole game in for any of that shit started.
0: <laughs> whatever. But the, uh, but it was, it was too bad because after the game, well, the game was already a late kickoff. Yes. And then there was like a two and a half hour delay. And then
1: it was a full three hours by the time play resumed.
0: Yeah. And then, uh, and then, of course, the at some point it got late, and the band director had a bunch of high school kids. It's like, well, we can play in this halftime, <laughs> we can play in this halftime thing, but no one's getting home till two o'clock in the morning, so or whatever the hell.
1: Yeah, we made a similar choice when we had to clear the stands because the lightning. Um, we hung out for an hour, and
0: that was it. It was just
1: like, okay, well, every time the lightning strikes, they reset the clock. Thirty minutes within eight miles, and. Thirty minutes is enough time for me to get home from where the University of <laughs> Washington Stadium is. It's like, well, I don't know if this is. It doesn't to me. It didn't seem like a football game was going to happen that night. So I was surprised they ended up getting it played. But staying up till one thirty in the morning to to watch that eventual loss was uh, not my favorite thing to do.
0: At least you're at home, right?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm much much would have much rather have been able to watch live football like i had planned considering you know i paid for it <laughs> that's true whether i was there or not
0: yeah at least i get to go for free there was like six plays of football <laughs> right <laughs> it was like
1: 4 minutes <laughs> yeah.
0: the uh, so tonight we've got a we've got a very special show um, brought to you by our listeners really yeah. <laughs> well they know they know that that you and i both have we we both cape up for our favorite actors. Over oh, the Yours, course of
1: eighty-seven episodes, I think we've established a certain <laughs> affinity.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The um you know Ty tends to cape up for Bruce Willis, and I do the same thing for Kevin Costner. So the listeners decided that they wanted to pull together a list that we could debate about, you know, some categories, you know. Comparing and contrasting their their careers. Uh, we're calling it the uh, the Willis-Costner Career Showdown. I love it. Um, and it's going to take three full segments. Special. It's very special.
1: Yeah. I always like when we get to do a show like this. It feels, <laughs> it feels so free. <laughs> but Damn um, you, before, timer.
0: Yes. Yes. We, we've thrown the timer into the garbage.
1: It's a good thing we have the timer. Otherwise, I think the show will be two and a half hours long. <laughs>
0: Are we going to are we going to set the timer for 310 minute segments or are we just putting it for 30 and just oh, letting the, our the standard roll? yeah
1: our SOP here is uh, 30 minutes.
0: All right. We're just going to do 30 minute timer. All yeah,
1: right. and if we're not done, you know what? We're going to finish. So the timer <laughs> is just there for fun.
0: <laughs> the um but before we started the uh, before I started the segments, I wanted to touch on there's a lot of I I tend to solve a lot of the world's big problems. Like I solved global warming. I solved a bunch of other things. I think shit you know, I, run for president. I've shared these things before. But today, there's been a lot of talk about vaping. And people who are, are, you know, who've been vaping and they end up in the hospital and they're doing these other things. And it got me thinking about the importance of living with guardrails. Now, the vaping industry has been very popular over the last few years. I sure. mean, the nicotine vaping.
1: Well, I mean, you the worst thing of- about cigarettes is that they s- smell horrific. Well, this, uh,
0: but this is the this is the most important part of smoking. This is the guardrail of smoking. the The thing that keeps people from smoking, for the most part, is because it's fucking disgusting, right? <laughs> you smell awful. It's you know your your fingers turn you know terrible brown color and you know whatever. You're just you're just and you're just shitty all the time and no one wants to hang out with you because you smell terrible and (laughs) and this is an important part of keeping people off of smoking so when you when you remove the guardrail of it's smoking is disgusting you end up with these people who are, are start vaping oh it comes in these great it comes in these great flavors and instead of smoking three cigarettes and then feeling disgusting they just they're like dragon vaping Twelve hours a day, because they love to see all the 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 vapor going everywhere. and they they make videos on Instagram and and people, well people, you're not supposed to smoke for twelve hours a day. And if you smoked regular cigarettes, you wouldn't be able to smoke twelve cigarettes a day or twelve hours a day because you would you'd feel so disgusting that you would you'd you'd naturally back down.
1: sure. And I mean, nicotine. It, it, the, the secret thing about nicotine, it's so insidious, right? Because as someone who has smoked a number of cigarettes in my life,
0: mm-hmm.
1: as well as someone who uses uh, smokeless tobacco semi-regularly, okay, still, nicotine is, is it's really, it, you get a buzz when you first use it, right? If you haven't yeah. used it in a long time and you use it, you get a little buzz, you're like, oh, I feel kind of goofy. It does not enough to like make you be stupid or bad at anything, but you just kind of you know little little off kilter, and so you're like, oh well, that's very manageable. And I mean, nobody likes sobriety. Let's be honest. Humans (laughs) have spent all of eternity trying not to be sober. It's been a
0: (laughs) yes. Like every culture has developed some alcoholic beverage. (laughs) They 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 figure people figured this out over the years.
1: Yeah, but nicotine, especially if you pump it into your veins at the rate the vapors are, you get addicted extremely quickly. Like I've quit and left and I, but it never totally leaves my life. And I don't think that if I'd never had any, cause for me, I'm sort of, you know, I'll, I'll try it. It's not that big of a deal. Sure. Um, and, and I find that I actually can, can give it up without too much trouble, but I don't, it's one of those things where it, it makes sure that you don't want to. So these kids, they think it's just a fun thing and it's, it's tastes great.
0: Yeah. And they just, and they're just filling their lungs full of this stuff all the waking hours of the day, and of course you're going to end up in the hospital with lungs that look like your 70-year-old person when you're 18 years old.
1: Well, yeah, you don't have to get ostracized out to the weird smoker section of the <laughs> high school and stuff. You <laughs> right. just get to continue your regular life.
0: Right, when I was in high school, it was just the dirt bag smoked, and then... and then <laughs> Once you were in the group, that was like your life. That was your right. social circle. I am yeah, in the smoker like, crew. I am the smoke because Yeah, because you were disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> It's fine. And and I enjoy, I actually enjoy smoking cigarettes. I don't smoke very often, but a few times a year, like cigarettes will end up in my hand. And I really enjoy having some cigarettes. But I smoke two, and I'm like, I'm good. I'm good for the rest of the year because it's disgusting. It's the same thing with Four Loco. Remember the whole Four (laughs) Loco thing? Of course. Where, hey, let's make this extremely strong alcoholic beverage taste like Kool Aid or taste like soda. And let's see what the kids do with it. <laughs> well, if they end up in the emergency room, and you have to ban Four loco.
1: it's just sticks you, to the bottles and James, man.
0: Right, but if you gave a kid, if you gave a kid a bottle of Wild Turkey, it's like they take two shots and we go, this is disgusting. And I'm plenty drunk enough as it is. Let me walk away from this disgusting alcohol.
1: There's a reason it's, that Boozy
0: Lacroix is so popular. Right, the White Claw. Yeah, yeah. People are gonna hurt themselves with that too, right? Uh, I've tried. It hasn't really. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's still anyway. alcohol. And it's so you still, it's still, there's still, it's, it's not like liquor that tastes good. Like the four logo where it's like, I, what two X or like a beer or whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The, so this is what I'm saying. It's like you have, they removed the guardrails from smoking by calling it vaping. And then they gave it all kinds of fun fruit flavors and shit. And people hurt themselves with it because the natural guardrail has been removed. So put the guardrails back. Just make it disgusting. Right. <laughs> and of course, they're. I think they're looking to ban it or whatever. But we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens with it. But you know, come on. If you've got kids out there, tell them just not to do it. Just give them real cigarettes. Here, here's a pack of Marlboros. Give them the filterless kind to start with, and let's see how smoking sticks. <laughs> here's some Pall Mall Reds. Go go to town. <laughs> anyway, stupid kids. Um. So so. Speaking of actors who love to smoke in movies. <laughs> All right. <laughs> how you like that segue? Yeah, it'll work. We're into segments one through three: the Willis Costner career showdown. So, thank you to our regular listeners and friends of the show for pitching in together to help us create this segment. Um. Again, we're talking about two of America's most treasured actors and uh and it's just going to be fun to break down you know why why we like them and who's got who's sort of got the uh who's got the edge in terms of the the better career and i think we all know it's costner but we're going to do this anyway
1: <laughs> so i think it's interesting because i think i like kevin costner more than you like bruce willis so i i love a lot, most of costner's work mm-hmm so this will be interesting where I have to agree with you a bunch, but also like defend every opinion I have. I'm, I'm not looking forward to this at all.
0: <laughs> I do like some I like, I love me some Bruce Willis, although I don't own a copy of The Return of Bruno or whatever. I don't have the movie, just to be clear. <laughs> the soundtrack, the, the album. Yeah. All right. Anyway, here we go. Category number one. This is the best bad movie you can't stop watching. So interesting. This is a this is an interesting uh, this is an interesting go. So uh, uh, you got to pick the bad ones. Well,
1: I had a hard time with this with Bruce because the bad ones are are it's not because he's bad in them. Generally, it's just it's a bad movie, and you know he he got into paycheck portion of his career here. Where <laughs> so I had to find one that I actually was rewatchable, and that meant hitting a lot of specific notes that things I want to see again. So I was like, well, okay, what Bruce Willis movie, what weird Bruce Willis movie can I run into on cable? And will I not turn the channel on when I hit it? And I landed after much deliberation on the jackal. Cause it's not a good movie, but it's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he looks ridiculous for most of the movie. So that's cool. He blows Jack Black's arm off with a high caliber weapon at long range,
0: which is pretty cool. Which is, which is what we all want to do anyway, <laughs>
1: especially at that time. Right. Um, there's I mean I, I don't have a lot more of high points to touch on. <laughs> but that is of the bad movies available to me, that's the one I can't stop watching.
0: The um the bad movie that I can't stop watching, and we've gone here before, we've tread this ground before, it's Hudson Hawk. <laughs> no, I know we did a deep dive on Hudson Hawk, one of our most highly rated shows, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but that movie's terrible and I and I love it. I love it. I think it's um I always watch it. it's just um it just doesn't come on very often, okay, but it's um but for me, it is the bad it's the bad movie that the bad Bruce Willis movie I can't stop watching. There's a lot of movies I won't even start but with with Bruce, but again there's he did paycheck a lot uh I think he paychecked a lot more than than Kevin Costner did,
1: so with Hudson Hawk, I just felt it was too obvious of a choice like i I think that's the correct answer. <laughs> And I gotta say, I didn't go through and pick one of all of these for Kevin Costner. I assumed that you would pick, and that we would debate the, the the general qualities of the two movies.
0: Got it, got it, got it, got it. The um, so the Kevin Costner movie that I picked, and I sort of was was uh, we picking uh, picking two of them, but my favorite bad Costner movie is The Guardian. Okay. the the the, uh coast guard Mm -hmm. top gun quite familiar with it actually (laughs) with ashton kutcher which happens to be one of my wife's favorite movies
1: if you watch the special the special features uh uh, one of the swimmers featured in the special features is uh, actually a college buddy of mine oh really yeah he was a rescue swimmer for a while and he's in the the features of that movie helping okc learn the ropes
0: Really, that's funny. I mean, obviously, it's just a it's just a Top Gun riff, right? It's a, uh, uh, but but Costner just gets to be maybe a little too serious. It's it's not a it's you know it's 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 ultimately watchable, but it, you know it's not it's not a particularly great movie.
1: If I did pick one, it'd be Waterworld for me. Really? Either that or the Postman.
0: <laughs> we'll get into we'll I watch get into both that. of those
1: movies anytime, pretty much. Oh my gosh,
0: I would <laughs> always. Nothing's it was free in Waterworld. Yeah. Right, Waterworld was on just the other day, and I watched it. I watched like <laughs> I'll just if it shows up on the guide and it's on a a premium channel, so there's no commercials. I'm on it.
1: I'm he on has it. no business being in that movie. There's like a movie that's <laughs> all right. We'll co- I'm sure we'll come back.
0: We'll come back to that, but that's the that's the one that I uh, that's the one that I chose. All
1: right, so I think that mine is better. <laughs> I think Hudson Hawk or the Jackal are both better than the Guardian.
0: Man, the, the Jackal is, is problematic.
1: Alright, fine. Hudson Hawk versus the Guardian. Hudson Hawk wins at a walk.
0: Uh, there's no the question right. about
1: Willis it. Well it's taking home the category number one.
0: <laughs> All I'm right. keeping
1: track just so you know. Really? Yeah.
0: Oh we're gonna score this up. All right. Sure. Best movie with a twist. This is um This is a, these there's some uh, there's some good choices here. The Bruce Willis one just falls right. I mean, obvious is so obvious that that I would be shocked if it doesn't come out of your mouth right now.
1: So I tried really hard not to pick the Sixth Sense.
0: Yes, because that's again, it's the low hanging fruit here. The
1: closest I could get was making an argument for Unbreakable, also a Shyamalan, and a ding dong joint. Yeah, uh, where they, you know, Sam Jackson reveals himself to be the villain at the end. Spoiler <laughs> alert for a twenty year old movie. <laughs> so, but the Sixth Sense, and I don't really have too much to say about it. I mean, it it, it was. Life changing for so many people. I mean, The Sixth Sense was a shorthand for everything that you might like about M Night Shyamalan and, and his movie making. I, I could go on, but there's no reason to.
0: Right, no, but um, I think that um, that Sixth Sense is just there's so many great things about it, and it's it's great to watch like right around Halloween or whatever. It's a good, it's a it's a good scary movie. It's a slow burn, but. And I like it. I like watching it. I liked watching it the second and third time to try to pick up all the little things that they did to to let you know what the twist was at the end, right? Right. How he never
1: speaks to anyone but Haley Joel Osment.
0: Right. And you you have you have to earn you have to earn a great twist like that. And uh, it's definitely it's very well earned. There's a couple um, twisty movies. The low hanging fruit here um, is obviously no way out, which. which is just a great movie altogether, but to, when you get to the end, you find out that yeah, you know, he's the spy, right?
1: Like he's not Yuri the whole time, but he is in fact Yuri. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think it, and, I uh, love No Way Out. I, I mean, it's it's unabashedly excellent.
0: Yes the the other the other um sort of slightly out of the way twisty one is Upside of Anger. Have you ever seen Upside of Anger? Once. Yeah. Joan Allen's this mom and her husband has left her and with these you know, her four impossibly good looking daughters. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and Coster's sort of hanging around and, you know, Joan Allen's pissed all the time. But this is sort of the this is when Joan Allen became like really hot. Like remember when Joan Allen was just like some frumpy frumpy sort of like lady? Like yeah, she, she always was... played like the frumpy wife or whatever, the Anne Archery the not good looking the not as good looking Anne Archer wife <laughs> to to a left, a list actors, and then one day she showed up, and I think it may have been upside of anger, and you thought to yourself, "How come Joan Allen's kind of hot? How can no, I kind of want to? How can I? How come it's I face kinda, off. It is. It's face off. It's like how come I kind of want to make out with Joan Allen right now? And no, then where? It's when it's when
1: Nicholas Cage, or well, John Travolta playing Nicholas Cage. Playing castor <laughs> Troy, seduces Joan <laughs> Allen in Face Off. That's that's what it ha- that's what it that's, that's what it happens. Yeah, and, and then, then she makes this movie just shortly after that.
0: Yeah, and then of course in all those born movies, you're just like I kind of want to make out with Joan Allen. I don't know, and it, it just sort of happened. And upside of anger, I think for me, and it maybe it's right around then. But the twist and upside of anger is the husband never left her. He ended up falling in a well in the backyard and like dying. Like he died, she thought that like, he left and like just left her, and she was all pissed that she'd have been a bad. And he actually he died. He died in the backyard, which is a which was a crazy twist. And uh but uh I don't know. I wouldn't really watch that movie again. But uh, I like yeah, No Way Out
1: better as a movie. Sure. But I think in the category, The Sixth Sense wins the wins the, the award twist. Hit. Yeah, I think it's the best. Twi- I think it has the most <sighs> cultural impact. You can't.
0: It's the twistiest of the twisty movies. I mean it's it set off a whole I mean it it undoubtedly ruined Shyamalan Ooh. and Ding Dong's career cuz then he kept for the next oh, half dozen movies kept trying to one up himself.
1: I like The Village.
0: Actually The Village <laughs> isn't a terrible movie. People hate The Village. They hate. I don't know why. I don't either. It's not nearly as bad as The Marky Mark Shyamalan and Ding Dong movie where the trees are trying to kill everybody. What's that? The Happening.
1: Yes. Oh. I like actually all of the the superhero movies.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah, Unbreakable. Yeah. And uh and I like uh, yeah. Split. I
1: think Split's good.
0: No, those are good. Those are good. All right. Best movie about the future.
1: Uh um, I mean this is where you want me to I think to say Twelve Monkeys, but it's the fifth element. It's the fifth <laughs> element.
0: <laughs> the fifth element is without question. A great movie.
1: It was my actual first thought for best bad movie I can't stop watching, but it's not bad. It's not bad. No. no. It's, it's, it has qualities that f- make it feel like it's bad, but it's it's not bad. It's, it's campy. Defi-
0: yeah, it definitely has a, there's a high rate of camp yes. in there. And it's funny because because it's made by Europeans, it's got a weird, for American audiences, it's got a weird slant of camp to it.
1: It is. It's a little yeah. walky, but in a great way. I, I really love it. Fifth element is one of my favorite movies.
0: Like, so Bruce has to like wear that hilarious tank top with, the, great. with the back cut out of it or whatever.
1: It. I'm a meat popsicle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, um, Does Costner even have a qualifier? Sure. Waterworld and the Postman okay, are both are both are both future are both future movies. The thing about Waterworld that I love <laughs> is his boat. Man, how, that's just a great superhero boat. Like, it's just, uh, it's, it's iconic in its coolness. Like, that trimaran and the whole thing. It made me want to, like, sail shit. Yeah,
1: no, there. I wanted to have, like... I was like, oh, catamaran's the best boat. That's <laughs> why so I felt that way for, like, 15 years. And then, you know, I got a... I don't know, sort of sideways got into the America's Cup right around the same time in the 90s, right? That became, like, a thing where we were all of a sudden watching that on TV. And then yeah. those boats became... Like, they weren't just sailboats, they became catamarans, and there was... Now it's crazy. I don't know. It's, like, it's it's beyond.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't even know if those boats touch the water anymore. No, but there was a
1: sweet spot where they were catamarans, and it was was the best.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But the... uh, I mean... Yes, Waterworld is sort of a lesser... the lesser brother to Mad Max, right? I mean, it's just... I mean, the Mad Max movies are better versions of Waterworld. And I think the Postman's slightly underrated and if there hadn't been Waterworld, I think Postman would be much better regarded. But he decided to make two sort of post-apocalyptic movies kind of back to back. And that's a that's questionable decision making by my man. But um that I'm not really uh Yeah, I'm not really sure I'm not really sure what he was thinking, but like I say one Postman is I think the better movie if there wasn't Waterworld, it would be it would be it would be it would be higher rated.
1: We should save a, a deep dive for the, the Postman for like some episode where we do like movies that really need an edit because <laughs> it's good yes. movie. It's just, why yes. is it so long?
0: <laughs> That's true, and then uh, we get a we get a we get a little touch point here between Postman and uh, Costner and Willis because Olivia Williams plays the love interest in the Postman, and she's also his wife in uh the sixth sense right and what happened to her career i don't know we need some more olivia williams some, somebody bring her back
1: would you so making a decision here i think again we're gonna have to go with the fifth element right yeah it's a yeah i can't <laughs> three I, I zero can't. i just like to say three zero, three zero.
0: <laughs> it's okay it's okay we're gonna we'll we'll get to the we'll get we'll get here some, what, at some point all right, yeah. we have to go a little faster. Just a little faster. Just a just little. A little? We got to pick it up. Just a little bit. All right. I I get sort of uh, I get complacent thinking about thirty minutes. Like when we when we're in ten minute segments, I'm I'm like crushing through, crushing through. All right. <laughs> but we're on number four. Best disjointed timeline movie. This was kind of hard to. I I didn't know what they meant by it, but I just figured like a movie that kind of skipped around.
1: Yeah, and I think again that. Maybe this is Willis influenced, like the subconscious Willis influence here, because I think you want me to say Twelve Monkeys again, but uh, it's Looper. It's Looper. It's Looper. Looper's God, really good.
0: God, Looper's a good movie.
1: Especially, I, I love JGL's weird Bruce Willis makeup. It, I know, I first came out, but I love it now. Like I see it, and I just like this is so stupid looking, but I love this movie.
0: No, that movies that movie's really good. It's really smart. It's a smart movie, and it just makes me. It makes my head spin that Ryan Johnson jacked up The Last Jedi in so many horrible, horrible ways. Let's not. Let's not. Let's <laughs> go there. But um yeah, that's a great movie. I didn't know what the, the so disjointed timeline movie for me was I put for love of the game on there. Yeah.
1: you I know think how that works. it happened
0: yeah, it happens yeah. in it the it skips around.
1: Well, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I, I also consider pulp fiction here for that same kind of it's oh, it's, yeah. it's it just doesn't happen in order it's not sequential yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly exactly that's a that's a good, that's a pulp fiction's a good one to save in your back pocket
1: oh i'm I'll, it's coming
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah i love the game oh, god if it, here's the thing if it wasn't for that goddamn kelly preston this movie if i could recast kelly preston as somebody else that movie would be at least twice as good which would make it like a solid eight of a movie as opposed to being a seven. You know, it would be, it would be a much better movie without Kelly Preston, Kelly Preston bugs the shit out of me. That's a better, (laughs) (laughs) that's a better movie. There's, that's a better movie with a different actress.
1: She's great in Jerry Maguire. I think it's probably why she got that role.
0: Yeah
1: she's great in jerry mcguire i don't know whatever it's limited exposure She's so a lot of uh,
0: <laughs> it's a it's too much kelly preston maybe that's the thing it's like she's any an
1: energy ke- guy right she you like that you need highly, highly utilization or <laughs> uh, sorry uh not high utilization rather but um high output
0: and low, low low utilization right right exactly all right so looper then look <laughs> <laughs> like how you're all getting all you looper then yes fine
1: yeah four zero <laughs>
0: It's fine. Don't call this a comeback.
1: I, I'm not worried.
0: All right. <laughs> it's no big deal. All right, number five. Best time period movie. I've got two here that are absolute crackerjack.
1: You're gonna win. So the the best I could come up with, and I think it's pretty good, is Sin City.
0: Yeah. Is it a time period movie? It's sort of its own little weirdo universe. It's it? clearly
1: not present day. Sure. And that makes it a period piece, right?
0: I guess. Yeah, I don't know when it's set,
1: though. <laughs> yeah, I neat. mean, look, if you made... In 2005, if you made a movie about the 90s, it's still a period
0: piece. <laughs> I guess, maybe. Now I've, i got all, like... I got all... Conf- I, I'm all, like... My head's spinning from Jessica Alba... <laughs> things now. But uh, let me pull myself together. Best time period piece, I have two. Okay. Number one, um, Open Range. Which is...
1: Speaking of movies that need an edit,
0: <laughs> no, that movie's awesome. That movie, it's the best western made since the year two thousand. It's the it's it's a great movie. Um, anyway, I'll have to watch it? it again. It is. Uh, I had a
1: hard time getting getting going. Like I felt like the first hour is real real slow.
0: Yeah, and then um, JFK is the other is the other time period. That's piece, the which answer, is, and that's the that's the, the that's the winner there. Yeah. That's a that's one of his best performances, and it's you know. Top line director and all that kind of stuff. So, so, best time period movie, Kevin Costner. Yeah. Best movie where they are the number six, best movie where they are the supporting actors. If I'm you, I choose North.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. For Bruce Willis' best supporting actor role.
1: Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought about Moonrise Kingdom, but it kind of just really depends on how you feel about Wes Anderson. But the real answer is: This is where I pull out my pulp fiction gun and fire. Yes, it.
0: Uh, you know he's yes he's he's uh I guess he has to be the supporting actor because everybody's the supporting actor, right? In that correct. movie, correct,
1: correct. But John John Travolta technically was nominated for best actor in that movie.
0: Really? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's the- a supporting. He's I mean, there, everyone has a supporting role. There's like no. I I might even argue that he's the actor in that movie, but but I Bruce Willis. Yeah. No. No. Doesn't he have the most screen time?
1: I don't think so. The story doesn't revolve around him. I can try to find that out while you're telling me about your Kevin Costner movie.
0: That's okay. The um the Kevin Costner movie I chose for uh, supporting actor was Hidden Figures. He's excellent in Hidden Figures. He is. Um. I also thought I about
1: he actually. Dis, I forget it's Kevin Costner, so that's good.
0: <laughs> I uh, I also thought about the war. You remember this old movie with um with uh, starring Frodo Baggins? When, uh, yes, it's when, like
1: it's it's a period piece.
0: <laughs> yes, it's set in the it's set in sort of the fifties. Yeah, uh, he's a World War Two veteran. His kid, um, Elijah Wood, is having sort of troubles in the neighborhood. Whatever they, anyway. He's he's really excellent in that. I would I was also going to go. I also thought about um uh, the Clint Eastwood movie where um he's he plays the dang it why didn't I jot this down? This is the um the one where he's um, he's the escaped criminal, right? And he picks up that little kid. I you know
1: no. I'm not. I'm not. You're not getting me there.
0: Uh, uh, oh, on. perfect world. Perfect world. Oh, okay. That's a good one oh, too. Yeah, he's he's great in that. Again, he's. I mean,
1: that's. Yeah, but my answer is Pulp Fiction, so I win.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but is he? But his his. I mean, it's the better movie. But yeah. is but those performances? I don't know. I would put. I would. I might put Perfect World as in terms of a performance, certainly on par with with. It's not, you know, with uh, with what Bruce Willis did in, in Pulp Fiction. It's not Bruce, as good. It's not a good. It's not a. It's not iconic, though. I guess
1: exactly. So I have an icon in an iconic movie. I, I don't see what you can't. No matter what you're going to answer with Kevin Costner. If my answer is Pulp Fiction, I win.
0: Like it doesn't matter what the category
1: is. But what if people hate
0: Pulp Fiction? Well, that's their.
1: One? That's I mean, whatever about that. <laughs> Bruce Willis, by the way, has um, about half as much screen time as John Travolta, and about equal time with Sam Jackson and Pulp Fiction.
0: All right. Zed is dead, baby. Zed's dead. The, um, all right. Five to one. (laughs) (laughs) Best award-winning film.
1: All right, well, I mean, obviously I could go right back to Pulp Fiction. Um, It actually won screenplay. It was nommed in every major category. But that would be too easy. And so for that reason, I'm choosing Armageddon. Because it won <laughs> Oscars for sound mixing, <laughs> visual effects, and cinematography.
0: Well, here's where I have to pull "Dances with Wolves," where <laughs> it Dances won the Oscar it for Best good? Picture. It went for Best Picture and Best Director. So I think we're I think we're done probably having this conversation. But the uh, I should I should absolutely tell my "Dances with Wolves" story at this point. Okay so um dances with wolves came out in
1: i'm terrified for the record <laughs> <laughs> it was
0: Dances with wolves is what 1990 1990. Yep. so i was in college and i had super duper long hair um awesome like mid back like one length hair in 1990. awesome so So my family on Thanksgiving, it opened on Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving, we went to, um, like, maybe that Friday, we went shopping, and then we went to see Dances with Wolves. Pretty packed theater. It's over. We're walking out. This woman, this older lady, a couple of rows back, sort of grabs my arm, my wrist, and she says, it's so terrible what they did to your people. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. And I said, "Isn't it though?" <laughs> I was nice to her. I was, I, you know, I thought I, she caught me completely off guard. But um, yeah, so the long hair threw her. She thought I was, uh, she thought I was off the res to go watch uh, <laughs> Dancing with Wolves. Anyway, that's my Dancing with Wolves story.
1: All right, Costner wins.
0: All right. Um, let's see. Eight best kill scene. I have so many to choose from. <laughs> There's a lot. Let's let's be clear. These two guys kill a lot of people in movies. <laughs> they, they've they've made a they've made a pretty pretty uh, pretty good career, um, killing people.
1: How many how many did you pick for? coming I picked okay.
0: I picked a couple.
1: Okay. Well, I, I why don't I give you one and then you give me one and then we'll do it until we're all done and then I'll tell you. Well, I,
0: actually... I, I mean I just I just I just jotted down a couple. But go okay. ahead.
1: All right. Okay, so the one that, again, going back to the Pulp Fiction, well, the weapon upgrade scene where he eventually kills them with the sword, but it starts by, like, he picks up the hammer, then he picks up the bat,
0: <laughs> and then he sees the sword upon
1: it, because it's all, you know, he, he's yeah, yeah, upgrading yeah. his weapons, and then he, and he kills, uh, well, Zed, as mm-hmm. you mentioned.
0: Right. He is dead, indeed. The, uh, my favorite, the one I put at the top of my list is Costner tossing that guy off the roof in The Untouchables. It's a good one. That's the that for me, I don't think there's I don't think it's gonna get any I don't think it's getting any better than that.
1: Okay. Well I had a couple others to choose from for Bruce. Okay. Uh, shooting the wire in Die Hard of the Vengeance from a moving helicopter with a thirty eight. That's stuck with me. That stuck with me for so long as being just patently absurd, so I couldn't couldn't <laughs> shake that one. Um Shooting through his own shoulder to kill Oliphant in Live Free or Die Hard. That's just fucking sweet. <laughs> Last week, I mentioned the naked murder scene in uh, Last Man Standing. <laughs> another one that really stuck in my memory for quite some time. Um, uh-huh. Blowing up the plane with a trail of fuel in Die Hard 2. Okay. Where he rolls out of the plane and the, he, he let the <laughs> tank open and then lights it on fire with his lighter. That's the yippie ki moment in that movie. Yeah. But yeah. the one that I ultimately chose was another moment from Live right, Free or Die Hard where he launches a cop car into a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> he <laughs> pins the accelerator down, dives out, and it hits like a, a toll booth, launches yeah. itself probably 30, 40 feet in the air right into the center of this helicopter and kills the pilot and the guy that's shooting at him. And that's excellent. <laughs> I mean I could've talked about Hans Gruber. There's a whole bunch of diehard stuff about they shooting through the sure, table. But sure. no, I mean it never gets better. It never gets more Tom Cruisey than when Bruce Willis <laughs> blows up a helicopter with a car.
0: <laughs> you know what I put on my list? I, I credited James Earl Jones dying in Field of Dreams to Kevin Coster.
1: <laughs> solid. Solid. He,
0: he walks into the corn and dies.
1: You could make an argument that he kills Moonlight Graham. He could, yeah. The choking <laughs> thing that all
0: happens because he's not really watching his kid, right? And then Mulay Graham dead, yeah. and then James Earl Jones is dead. I don't know. There's some. There might be something there. I don't know. It's got to be the Untouchables. Sorry, he's the best.
1: And you're saying that, that? Are you Are you going to say that's better?
0: <laughs> How about in the bodyguard when he's shot? He's lying on the stage and then he shoots that dude's head through the fake camera that he's holding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I think Bruce Willis's career is definitely more more stilted toward this this category.
1: The shooting the, through the camera gun the, is one of the stupidest parts of that movie. <laughs> I know that's how I brought
0: it up. But the but yeah, I think I think Bruce Willis is uh yeah, his career is definitely more aligned with this category. Like they, they're they're always thinking of new ways that John McClane can fucking kill people because he's already killed ten thousand people in on screen. It's like he can't just shoot another dude. Like what, what can we do here? Let's uh what what let's think of something let's think of something be interesting. So Even it's clear to me absurd that,
1: that Bruce it, it inhabits such a large portion of the subconscious of the gentleman who collaborated on putting these categories together for us that I couldn't help but take <laughs> a huge win. It's it's geared. They didn't mean to gear it toward me, and yet here we are.
0: And here we are. I think it's um yeah because you know Costner's career is just too high quality. That's probably <laughs> the that's probably the, the what they were struggling with. Okay. <laughs> Number nine. Best worst acting accent costume. This is a layup for uh, for Costner fans. <laughs> All right, what do you got? It's Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, where <laughs> where where Costner Costner comes back to to uh, you know from the from the Crusades back to Iowa. I guess <laughs> I like how he just completely gives up on the accent about a third of the way through the movie. It's just everyone's doing a great job like everybody you know except, except for costner. I mean, costner's like fuck it it's like i'm just gonna be costner <laughs>
1: <laughs> i i don't have any argument with you my my bruce willis nomination is breakfast of champions which is uh Vonnegut that adaptation which is difficult but
0: i can't i can't even i can't even i i think i saw it i can't i can recall almost nothing about breakfast of champions
1: it's hard to watch um, uh, yeah. and he is weird in it, which is what the script calls for, but it's, it's not usually when I went through these, I was kind of like, well, Bruce is kind of always the same. It's hard to pick something he's terrible in. You kind of know what you're getting. Um, but yeah, I think that Costner's Robin hood, the entire thing is, I mean, it's great. Like, I, I almost want to pick Waterworld just because again, he's so wooden in Waterworld. It's like tin cup, went got caught in the climate change and, and <laughs> like just is all irritated. Like I had, he also knew how to sail <laughs> like, yeah. It's just that movie, I think, works if it's somebody else. But anyway, yeah, no, I, I, I'll give you Costner for either Robin Hood or Waterworld.
0: The, uh, I mean, Willis is also, his accent work in The Jackal is particularly, <laughs> it's not great. No, that's,
1: that's part of that bad movie. One. The
0: dialect, the dialect, did, did we hire a dialect? Code? Nah, Bruce will figure out the accents on his own. It'll be <laughs> it'll be fine. We spent all of our money on, on uh, getting Richard Gere and... And uh, and Bruce Willis in this movie. So well, speaking
1: of bad accents, Richard Gears is a good in that movie. <laughs> it's, it's not great, is it?
0: Uh, yay, yay. all right. Um, number ten, best hero.
1: So did you pick a film for this or character?
0: I picked a character. Me too. I mean, obviously obviously the Bruce Will Bruce Willis has franchise he's got he's got he's got franchise advantage here once again the man is an icon (laughs) (laughs) that's of course i picked john McClane.
1: of course although i did want to pick harry stamper from armageddon
0: (laughs) i love harry stamper from armageddon
1: (laughs) we used to talk about all the time that after the events of armageddon like everything would be named after harry stamper because (laughs) it's the only reason anything still existed (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all new buildings of the Harry Stamper or whatever. Like right. all, anything that's built from that point forward.
0: <laughs> that's true. That should be uh that's the um that's the thing about Bruce Willis. Again, he's he's not afraid to embrace a uh embrace a franchise, right? The uh he's got he's got that franchise. What else has he got? He's got he did a was he was he in more than one um gi joe movie
1: no just the one
0: just the one
1: yeah
0: oh, okay um but yeah then, i mean but, i mean look who's talking yeah and then what what's the what's <laughs> That's the
1: what's it co- no no reaction to look who's talking i saved it the whole show and you don't even get a checkle look <laughs> oh, it it's terrible
0: the uh uh what's the one where um he's in it with matthew perry what are those movies
1: oh the whole nine and ten yards
0: Oh okay, yeah. See, he's not afraid. Of, he's not afraid of red. I think he's he's a couple of red movies. He's not afraid of a. He's not he really afraid of really stretching
1: the word, the definition of the word franchise. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: I mean, he's not afraid to do sequels.
1: Fair.
0: And this is this is something that that Costner doesn't do. That's that's true. Costner does not do sequel. He just he makes a movie and then he's and then he's on. Oh, then he's gone from it. Except you know, I guess lately, I guess he did a couple of the DC. He did a couple of the Man of Steel. Uh, he did a couple DC movies there yeah, That was barely count But yeah, this is supporting actor stuff But I One of my very first um, Costner memories Is uh, The character of Jake from Silverado Silverado, one of my favorite movies It's full of Awesome actors doing awesome things All the time And he's the young Two pistol, younger brother Of um, Of uh, Oh gosh, what's I can't his help name? You
1: here. I don't think I've ever seen this movie. Really? No.
0: He's uh, give me a second. He's the uh, Scott Glenn's little brother. Okay. So basically, it's a it's a western. It's written by Lawrence Kasdan. It's got Kevin Kline, Scott Glenn, Costner, Danny Glover. It's um, it's got. Jeff Goldblum. It's basically he got a bunch. He he got some of the 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 big chill people back into the game. Okay. Um, it's a great movie. It okay. it's um,
1: I like. I mean, I'm I'm I like Kasten's work. I'll have to go check this out. I've definitely never seen this movie.
0: So Costner. So Costner's the younger brother, and he's this sort of uh, two pistol. He, he was young. I mean, he's like 1985. Right. And so. So it's, um, it's, it's the first time I ever saw Costner and he made a huge impact on me. And, okay. uh, anyway, so cool John McLean, then. it's John McLean <laughs> for sure.
1: <laughs> All right. Did you I do mean, the last general categories also?
0: No, I didn't. Okay. What, uh, what, what, uh, what showed up there?
1: The romance, Western and thriller. This was out of the, so they put us, they gave you the top 10 specifics and then they gave us ro- best romance, best Western, best thriller.
0: Um, Go this for romance. What do you got? What do you, what do you? What do you have for go? go for romance?
1: The story of us with Michelle Pfeiffer. What? Yeah, the story what of us. Is it's that? a fantastic movie, and I'll never forget the Rob Reiner cameo, where it's Rob Reiner, and Rita Wilson, are their married friends, and Rob Reiner goes off about why is everybody so obsessed with people's butts? It's just the tops of their legs.
0: What? <laughs> like, why do I? I have no idea what this. I have no idea where this movie lives.
1: It's good. The story of us. You should watch it. It'll make you cry <laughs> It will? Yeah they're gonna get I mean I'll spoil it for you Who cares They're gonna get divorced And they don't get divorced
0: Oh So it's a fantasy
1: <laughs> <laughs> shit, <laughs>
0: shit. Oh shit Shit Oh What are we on? Romance? Yeah Message in a bottle?
1: It's the bodyguard
0: It's the bodyguard Message I like message in a bottle
1: <laughs> You would
0: It's a Nicholas Sparks film So someone gonna die Exactly. And it's Kevin Costner. Spoiler alert. Yes, but um, I think he has a nice. Uh, he has a nice. Uh, he has a nice thing with uh, Robin Wright. Sure. In that, in I that. think
1: Robin Wright has a nice thing with everyone she works with. From I can tell, her chemistry seems to just hit everybody that she's yeah. on screen with. I think it's yeah. more her than him. Like I think she'd have <laughs> chemistry with a literal piece of wood.
0: Right. You'd believe so, that
1: they were in like a torrid romance together. <laughs> <laughs> she sold the Kevin Spacey marriage on. House of Cards. I mean, yeah, Robin Wright, wholly underrated across the board.
0: Yeah, and plus uh, Paul Newman. That's one of like Paul Newman's like later one of his last performances. He's excellent. At that. All right, Western. It's got to Well, there's so many awesome coster westerns. In the walk, yeah, because I can't even start. really
1: come up with anything. Like I could make an argument. Is
0: Bruce Man. Willis been in a western?
1: Not, unless you count Last Man Standing, which is Prohibition era West. Uh, so it's like there's saloons and shit.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of. I'm looking here. What's uh? No, I don't think he's ever done a, like a real, like a real deal western.
1: No, like I said, Last Man Standing is the closest. I, Armageddon is a western. <laughs> he has God to get yeah, a posse. Sure.
0: <laughs> it's built like a western, but yes, it's not exactly like a western.
1: No, it's not. That's why I'm cheating. <laughs> Costner. I mean, there's. I got no chance here. All
0: right. And what was the what was the last one? Thriller. Uh, thriller. What do you like in thriller?
1: Uh, for Costner, it's No Way Out. Like easily, yeah. Um, for for Willis, it's striking distance.
0: Striking distance is that the Sarah Jessica Parker one? Yes, the brother the where he's the uh, he gets where he's busted the...
1: down to like naval patrol or <laughs>
0: <laughs> river patrol. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I why do I think I, I think I have fond memories of that stupid it's cause movie? It's because
1: it's great. <laughs> striking distance is definitely another one of the. He's like from a family
0: that. of cops, yes. and they're all they're all shitty. Yeah, they're all like shitty cops.
1: Yes. Well they're not all shitty They're just sort of Lightly dirty Or like at least A few of them are But they're also like Very well respected So it's kind of A combination situation (laughs) But uh I mean Sizemore's in it Um Dennis Farina's in it Uh What's his name From Frasier Is his dad Um John John
0: John Mahoney Mahoney Yeah
1: And then he has to Uh Kill Robert Pastorelli With a stun gun In the mouth In the river At the end of the movie
0: (laughs) Spoiler alert
1: (laughs) <laughs> it's from 1993
0: I, <laughs> I know i i probably i think i saw that movie in the theater thats right good anyway. wow, good
1: all right so. well to tally this up we got willis takes one two three four six eight and ten it's a route i'll, I'll give it costner and in the no way, uh, the, for western and thriller and then we'll call romance a toss- up because i actually can't decide whether or not i think the story of us or bodyguard is the better movie you should see the story of us it's great so that's uh, one, two, three, four, for Costner, and or five for Costner, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven for Willis. So closer than you thought, and I, there's no doubt that Kevin Costner has a better resume. But when it comes to these categories, as they were given to us, <laughs> Bruce Willis is our winner. Plus,
0: Costner has an excellent uh, Ringer podcast with um, with Bill Simmons, which is definitely worth a listen. Um, it's uh you'll learn a lot it's good yeah anyway um all right so that uh thank you for uh thank you for the segment of loyal listeners we I uh, had fun pulling this whole thing together and uh now, now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh ready ready dad jokes of the week Woo. all right uh it's 9
1: 11
0: Oh my god! What oh what did the what did Oh Lord I, I do don't I... want to do
1: this, but it's it was given to me. Well it wasn't given to me for this express purpose, but it's been told in my presence multiple times, so I feel like I'll share it with our listeners. Knock knock. Oh
0: god, who's there?
1: Nine eleven. Nine eleven
0: who You said you'd never forget! all right hashtag, so, hashtag never forget we don't need to be sacrilegious no, about the whole thing
1: i don't it's i apologize for saying for telling that joke but <laughs> we're just here to entertain you and if you're upset i'm sorry if you laughed i'm you even, even up. more sorry <laughs> yeah, welcome. why didn't the dog speak to his foot i don't know because it's not polite to talk back to your paw the setup doesn't work at all, but whatever.
0: <laughs> Wait, a minute, isn't that the one where where um, that joke is supposed to be? Dog walks in with a bandage. Oh no! Dog walks into a saloon with a bandage on his on his on his foot. Bartender says, "Why is there a bandage on my foot?" And the dog says, "I'm looking for I'm looking for the man that shot my paw."
1: Hmm. <laughs> That's better. I don't <laughs> think there's room on these little calendar right. cards for all that. All right,
0: fine. (laughs) I
1: was going to tell you that the 9-11 joke was the 9-11 joke from the calendar.
0: Oh, God. That would be terrible. Someone would need to get fired for that.
1: Probably. Did you see that fight between famous actors? It was Star Wars. Ew. Mm -hmm. Stairs cannot be trusted. They're always up to
0: something. Unless you're walking down.
1: Yeah, not always, right? (laughs) No. Did you hear about the fire in the shoe factory? Hundreds of souls were lost. Oh jeez. <laughs> Why did the coffee file a police report? It got mugged.
0: I was hoping it'd have to do something with black.
1: Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> My god.
0: Uh weird. <laughs> No one's listening by now anyway, so I can just say whatever I, I want. Shut it off after
1: the 9-11 joke. Yeah. Where did the piglets study their ABCs? At a school for higher loining.
0: Oh, God.
1: <laughs> I like higher loining.
0: <laughs> higher loining? Yeah. What are you, one of the three stooges? <laughs> no, It's higher loining, Mo.
1: <laughs> yes. Ah. Well, good job. That was pretty good. Thank you. Do you have anything for us this week?
0: Um, this is the one I. Uh, this is the one I wrote. Uh, I bought a toilet brush yesterday, but I gotta say that I really prefer the paper.
1: That's a rerun, buddy. Did I? Mm-hmm. You shared that with us.
0: Oh, can you edit that out?
1: <laughs> it's funnier if I don't.
0: <laughs> I like Swiss cheese, but I always feel like something is missing.
1: Okay. <laughs> Maybe we should just move on.
0: <laughs> I like the toilet brush joke so much I told it again. God that's so I nice have, you had to say it twice. I should've I should have marked it. See I have a list and I usually mark the ones that I've told. Dang it. I'm sorry. All right. If you're dressing like
1: a cowboy or yes shit. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you're wearing cowboy clothes, are you ranch dressing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Ranch dressing. The, uh, I remember. Um, I remember one time. Uh, we have these friends, and they come from cowboy f- stock, and uh, the f- the woman, uh, who is the part of the couple, she's showing up some pictures of her family, and her brother is a cowboy, like, you know, full on deal, like a working cowboy. <laughs> My wife says. Oh my gosh, he's got a costume on and everything. What a costume. <laughs> I was like cry and laugh and I was like, "You know, some people have some people just dress like that because that's how they that's how they be living.
1: It. Now I have song. this immediately popped into my head an image of a guy who's a clown but he doesn't wear the clown costume. It's just <laughs> some guy. <laughs> No clown costume, but he comes and does all the clown shit and acts like he's in a clown costume.
0: And God, how just, disturbing like, would that be?
1: Right, like he's just some sort of middle-aged, overweight dude, like stubble on his face.
0: <laughs> it's frightening. That 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 joke brought to you by Joker. Coming to theaters.
1: <laughs> Turns out he actually just wears size 15 shoes.
0: <laughs> exactly. He just, like, has a horn. He has a horn. <laughs> yeah. No, no, he's like, got bag, the whole thing. like has a bag full of confetti, and just but wearing like normal clothes, like normcore in it. Yeah, like no,
1: like jeans and an untucked button down, like that's open like three buttons. He's got like a screen print tee underneath. Yeah, it looks like well, he hasn't I mean, showered in a couple of days. Maybe he like smoked a couple of cigarettes before he came inside.
0: Yeah, well, it's sort of like a, it's like almost a Harpo Marx. You know sure. how Harpo Marx is just a clown wearing yeah. like not wearing clown outfit. All right. Well, but, now you've uh, stolen all the
1: magic from my.
0: <laughs> I got too analytical. <laughs> oh Lord! Wrap this up, please.
1: I th- are we not, I, we not doing an overtime? Are we already? Doing are
0: we? An overtime? We're doing the overtime. Oh.
1: Overtime.
0: I don't know, boy. I'm we're just a, me- I'm just a mess. am just well, a mess tonight. I'm just a mess tonight.
1: There was too much, too much Costner power for you. Your, your, your chemistry, your body chemistry is off.
0: <laughs> spent too much
1: time thinking about Kevin Costner.
0: Sorry, we we do have time for some overtime.
1: Yeah. I was just gonna um, I saw another that well, it's been in the news for a while, at least a couple of times, but you know, who can see any news but all the bullshit that happens every day? Right. On the national scale, so people miss things. But most likely folks saw that a, a few weeks ago there was a company that announced they're microchipping their employees for convenience. And that's been something that's actually been going on for about a year now at various companies in Europe and There's a place in here in the States, and and they're basically doing it for, like, security doors and, like, so you can buy snacks in the cafe.
0: Can't they just give me, like, a phone app or something?
1: his argument is, well, you'll never forget your phone. And I listened to this guy get all pedantic about how they're doing something that is, it's the future, and they wanted to do something that, you know, to really show people what could be done. And I'm like, what? No. I mean, all I could think about, well, first of all, if it was 2006, because I read that, you know, one of the things they wanted to do with it is let you access, like, a printer. so if it was 2006 that might be worth it the snack thing no but like in 2006 if you say hey if i punch this in your hand you don't have to punch any buttons into the printer to get your job to print i might have gone for it
0: (laughs) (laughs) this is this is crazy come on nobody wants it nobody like uh, wait a minute how much how much would they have to pay me to microchip me i don't if i was if i was if I came to a company and they said, Okay, great, here's your here's your laptop. <laughs> here's your here's your you know, here's your backpack or whatever, here are the things you need, you know.
1: And they walked some up paperwork. behind you and shot in the back of and his then, neck.
0: And then <laughs> they'd be like, Okay, great. We're gonna have you just go next door, they're gonna insert a microchip into your a, you know, a subdermal a microchip into your into your arm. I'd be like No <laughs> No, No, really. There's no possible way I would let a company that I worked for microchip me. That's just crazy.
1: Well, there's going to be a point since you can use this to pay for stuff where it becomes sort of like there's going to be, it's going to be convenient enough to be that you're not going to want to avoid it now. I agree. I I don't want a microchip either, but what I, the future I see now is that we're going to live in a world in a very short period of time, just a few years from now where you're going to see people who have like more people just don't have a hand and you're like, oh, you got mugged. Oh shit. (laughs) <laughs> you just, oh, your right. hand, yeah your hand got chopped off right and then they I took it to your house and robbed you with it
0: right It just exactly it's my, the phone it's the phone go ahead just put it in my phone yeah
1: or watch is Look. fine a watch
0: watch is wristband yeah something whatever. yeah like a wristband one of those, would be fine I'll, I, I might wear that or you, you could just have an id on a lanyard like i have now yeah but it's pretty
1: is... easy to clone an rfid tag didn't take too much effort
0: than cloning the one out of your
1: yeah I don't see why that harder. <laughs> I guess you have to get your hands on it so that's like, whatever point is you're not microchipping me I'm not a dog
0: no I mean that's just I think that that uh, there's always this whole this whole balance between what's secure and what's convenient mm-hmm. and if they said oh this is the most con- this is the most secure and the most convenient I'd be like I'll take a little inconvenience thanks just you know even if it's even if I have to badge and then thumbprint or something, if you want to make it two-factor, fine. But yeah, I'm not opting for that. I'm not. I'm not gonna as, as forward-thinking as I like to think that I am about this kind of stuff. I, I you can't chip me. No thanks.
1: The last thing I had to share was that I, I took another trip on an airplane since we last talked. And and I saw another thing I've never seen before.
0: Oh good lord!
1: The woman next to me just got up during final approach. Like she, I don't. She went to the back of the plane. I guess she had to go to the bathroom real bad.
0: Like in like with nose down, kind of like, <laughs> like
1: seats, fully upright in the locked position, tray tables stowed and seatbelts so, on. And so,
0: the, so what'd they do?
1: Well, immediately there was, were, the flight attendant was on the mic. <laughs> we're on right. final approach. Please sit down and keep your seatbelts fastened. But that woman never came back. So I can only assume that they strapped her down in a jump seat somewhere in the back. Really? Yeah, or they shoved her in the toilet. I don't know.
0: <laughs> maybe they, they should maybe install seat belts in the toilet. So if you were in the toilet during Final Approach and you were like...
1: Having an really, episode.
0: <laughs> and really... Yeah, I mean, I'd just assume her get up, then shit the, the seat next to me.
1: I Yeah, if that's what she... If that was the problem, if it was just like, well, I waited too long and now I have no choice, well, I appreciate you, lady, for leaving. Right. I also got to get off the plane sooner because, you know, she wasn't there.
0: Yeah. But, you yeah, know, people what just do
1: wild shit, whatever they want these days. Just no Whatever. Rules.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she should have brought her maybe at least she didn't have like some sort of comfort pet with her. Some weird like a, a like a comfort peacock or whatever people horse. try to <laughs> the miniature horse. Whatever. I don't yeah. know, whatever people need. All
1: right, well that's our show. And our thanks to all of you for listening to Two on Three Pod this week. We hope we helped you understand that Bruce Willis is clearly superior to Kevin Costner. <laughs> if you don't already, please subscribe and a review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. And don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. We'll be back next week with more pop culture, life strategies, and existentialism. And until then,
0: peace!